identified. The guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Employment Hour with Lior Samfuru and John Scholes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 7.09 on your Monday evening, a snowy one here in Toronto. If it's not where you are, well, then lucky you. How about that? We're going to go to about 10 to 8 tonight. Your phone calls, bring them on, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, 1-855-225-TALK. That is toll-free, the Monday night edition. We were talking workplace rights, things that matter to you. Important stuff here, my friend, Lior. We always start the week with the week that was. How is it shaping up already? Or last week, I guess, right? Well, well, let me tell you, John, about the, the day that mm. was. Uh, I actually barely made it here uh, on time to the show because it's been just a crazy, crazy Monday. So many calls, so many emails today that myself and my colleagues have been dealing with, answering questions, talking to people about employment law, workplace rights. So uh, I'm glad we're getting the word out You know, with this show and with the other stuff that you and I do that there is help, there is recourse, there is good laws that help employees when they're having workplace problems. You don't have to be shy. You don't have to be afraid. If you have a workplace issue, if you have a problem, someone's mistreating you, your boss is doing something, you're worried about losing your job, you lost your job, give us a call right here on the show. Or, of course, if you want to talk privately, John is going to give you my number at the office a bunch of times throughout the show, so tune in for that. And, and I promise there is help, and I'll be more than happy to, to work with you on solving those issues. But let me tell you about the past few days and a few matters that have come across my desk. First matter, John, I'll talk to you about is actually a case that I recently uh, resolved uh, just uh, last week. And involved a gentleman who uh, had had a, a sexual harassment complaint filed against him in the workplace. Now, he had a, 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 a relationship with a female employee. They, had, uh, they, they were uh, a couple for a while, a colleague of his. And they broke up. Well, shortly after they broke up, the uh, the lady complained to the, the company's owner that this gentleman was sexually harassing her, that he was still bothering her, uh, that, that he was propositioning her or making her feel very uncomfortable. Within 24 hours of her making that uh, complaint, this gentleman was fired. No questions asked, no severance fired for cause, immediately walked off the property. And he called me and very, very upset, saying, none of this actually happened. I didn't do anything wrong. I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, what can I do? Well, I, I had to take legal action against the company. And when I did, they did at that point what they were supposed to do to begin with. They actually investigated. Wow. And in investigating, they talked to this lady, and eventually she admitted that, no, she, none of that had actually happened. He did not sexually harass her. She, she had made it up because she was upset about the breakup. Now, the company should have figured that out before. When they, before they fired this gentleman, they should have investigated. They should have dotted their I's and crossed their T's uh, before just firing this guy. Uh, it doesn't matter who is filing a complaint. An employer has to investigate it. They can't just believe it. They can't just disbelieve it. They have to investigate. So in this case, the company jumped the gun. They fired him. That made it a wrongful dismissal. So now the company had to pay this gentleman. I just resolved the matter. But there's an important lesson there for employers and employees. For employers, as I said, you have to investigate whenever there's allegations of harassment. You can't ignore it. You can't take people's word for it. Do your job. Do your homework. And for individuals, if you are accused of, of any misconduct, you have the right to do diligence. You have the right for your employer to investigate, to look into this properly, to give you the benefit of the doubt if needed uh, until proven otherwise. 
And if your employer doesn't do that, if they just jump to conclusions, incorrect conclusions, John, that would be wrong. That's a wrongful dismissal. And it could even be a human rights violation. Phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. The call is here tonight to about 10 to 8. Get your questions asked, 1-855-225-TALK. That is toll free. What else is happening? Well, John, uh, I like to talk sometimes about kind of the the worst severance offers I've seen. Well, uh, this one I'm going to mention right now is probably one of the the worst ones I've seen in a long time. Uh, Because here's what happened. This person had worked for the company for three years, just just about three and a half, I guess. He's making a good salary. Uh, When he was let go, the company said to him, well, we're going to pay you three weeks pay. But remember when we had loaned you some money? You actually owe us money. So we're going to deduct that from your severance. So now you owe us money. So let's say your severance was, I don't know, $10,000. You owed us twelve, so you still owe us $2,000. So their severance offer was that he paid them $2,000. So that was absolutely ridiculous. And it was ridiculous for several reasons. Number one, he was owed a lot more than three weeks' pay. I actually assessed him as being owed about six months' pay. So the, the whole premise from the right from the outset was wrong. So that's issue number one. Issue number two is this. A company is not allowed to deduct amounts that you owe the company from what they owe you. So even though he owed the company a repayment of the loan, they can't just deduct. They can't simply decide that they're going to take that off from what they owe him. So that's illegal. A company cannot deduct things from your pay without your consent. So this person who was probably uh, owed, I don't know, 40000 or so, th- uh, $1,000, maybe a bit more, the company says owes them 2000 That's ridiculous. That's silly. One of the worst severance packages I've seen. One of many reasons, John, why it's so important to get legal advice before you sign off on any severance package. Never sign it. That phone number, by the way, to get a hold of the or one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. I want to get into our conversation and the phone calls as well about employee rights when a business is sold. We get a lot of phone calls. People have been through this and they've done various things or been offered various things when this goes down. So when a business is sold, do employees automatically get severance? John, business sales of business are, are very, very common, okay? It's very, very common. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're working for a business, a small business, a large business. You could be working for a dentist or you could be working for a major corporation. Business are sold and exchange hands, and oftentimes employees are left in a situation where they don't know what their rights are. So we want to talk a bit about that. We want to talk about what that means for, for employees. If you're working for a company that's changed hands or is changing hands, what does that mean to you? Well, first thing you you ask me is, do they automatically get severance? So the answer to that is no. Uh, An employee does not get severance if the employee continues working with the buyer. If you continue working with the buyer, you're not owed severance. If the, the company that sold the business decides to pay you severance, hey, that's wonderful. But they're not required if you continue working with the buyer. Now, if you don't continue working with the buyer... Uh, for whatever reason, and we'll get into that in a, in a little while, then you do get severance. So ultimately, it comes down to this, John. It's very simple. If you're out of a job, yes, 100% you get severance. Right. If you're not out of a job, the company may have changed ownership, but from your perspective, you still have a job, you're still going to work, then no, at that point, because you have not lost that job, severance is not paid. 
You have questions, concerns, bring them on. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell or 1-855-225-TALK. That is a toll-free number. Call in tonight to around 10 to. Got lots of times to get your questions answered. So sometimes people are going to be offered at least continue working when the business is sold. That can bring about a lot of stress. Is, is there, you know, what happens to seniority if a business is sold and they continue working? And that is key. Uh, that is uh, absolute key. If you're working for a company, the company is sold, and then you accept the job with the buyer, what you have to understand is your seniority carries through. So on day one with the new company, you already have all your seniority with the previous company. So to use an example, if you work for 10 years for a company, then the company is sold. The day you start with that company, you're, you're already a 10-year employee. Now, that's important mostly when it comes to severance. Because if the new company down the road lets you go, when it's time to calculate how much severance you get, we look at all your service, including with the previous company. Again, let's use an example, the same example. I worked for a company for 10 years. It got sold. I worked for the new company for one year, and they let me go. Well, now when it comes to calculate my severance, I'm an 11-year guy. So it means that the severance I get is calculated on the basis of 11 years, not one. I've seen many cases, John, more than I can count, where a company is miscalculated and assume that they only owe employees based on the time with them, forgetting about the time that the employee had with the previous company. That could be the difference between getting two months severance and 18 months severance. So it's very important to understand, John, with the sale of a business, your seniority carries through. Well, I mean, you know what my next question is going to be, and that is, does it matter if the new company wants the employee to sign a new contract of employment? That's where literally the money is, John, uh, because what the company can do, despite what I just said right now, that your seniority carries through, with a contract of employment, the company may put a term in there that eliminates your past service. So your service automatically carries through to the new company unless you signed an agreement that specifically says, no, I agree that my service does not count, in which case it won't count for most purposes. So you have to be very, very careful when you sign an, an agreement with a new company, the company that bought the business, because here's the situation. You uh, work for a company for a long time, it gets sold, you accept the job with a new company, they let you go a few days after, right. but because you gave up your seniority, now you're getting pennies on the dollar when it comes to severance, so be very, very careful when you sign an agreement with the company after a business is sold. Take a quick call before we uh, take a break. Hey, Wayne, how are you? Uh, not so bad, not so bad. What's going on with you? Okay, uh, the question that I want to ask is that uh, a friend of mine has, is, has worked for this company for uh, about 27 or 28 years, and their company is going to close down. And what they've done is they've told them in November that they're going to close down next November. So mm -hmm. they give them basically a year in advance yep. notice that they're going to shut down. The question I want to ask do they still have to pay severance at the end of that? And and what kind of severance would this guy be looking for? Sure. Uh, so obviously because he's been there for that long, Wayne, you said 27 years. And, and how old is your friend? Uh, he's about 62, I think. So, so yeah. So that guy, that your friend is owed about a total of 24 months of severance and notice. What that means is that if he got 12 months notice, that counts towards his severance but they owe him another 12 months pay at the end of it. Now, okay. it's, it's very important, Wayne, that to understand that he only gets that if he's still there on the last day. What I mean by that, if, if he in the meantime quits because maybe he found another job, 
then that's fine. But he does not get that severance. But if yeah, he's he still has there, to stay the last day, though, right? Yes, he has to stay till the last day. That yeah. said, there's no reason we have to wait to the last day to deal with that. Mm-hmm. We could deal with it now uh, and get the company to commit to paying him the severance that he is owed. We don't have to wait to November to do that. So, uh, yes, he's owed another t- uh, uh, 12 months, and I'm assuming his colleagues probably would be owed as well. So, Wayne, be a good friend to him and have him give me a call uh, at any time at the office, uh, and we can deal with this matter and make sure that he gets the severance that he's owed. Wayne, I'll give you that number now to make that call. It's one 821 5900 Again, it is help at employmenthour.com. We'll take our first break. More of your phone calls. we got open lines. Bring them on to around 10 to 8 tonight, the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. It is uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, and one 225 talk More Employment Hour coming right up. This is Global News Radio. Employees of the Advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. To join the conversation, call 416-870-6400. This is the Employment Hour on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. That is the number star 640 as well and one 225 talk to get your questions answered. This is a good night to do it as any the Monday night edition. John, welcome to the show. How are you? Good evening. How are you, John, Nolan, tonight? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? So I have a quick question. My company is recently undergoing a big merger. It's a merger of equals. So in the event that there's, you know, layoffs due to, you know, overlap, what happens to any unvested stock options I currently hold? Do I have a claim to those? So the answer is going to be somewhere in the stock option agreement, and it's going to talk about what happens in an event of termination or events where the stocks are unvested. Usually it would trigger a period of time that any, any options that would vest within a period, let's say it's 30, 60, 90 days, would allow to vest, and any ones that have not vested during that period of time are going to go away. So what we need to do, and I'm happy to help you with this if you want, uh, let's take a look together if you want at the the stock option agreement. You can get a copy of it if you don't have it, and and the answer is going to be somewhere in that document. Okay, thank you. I'll take a look, and if I have any further questions, I will definitely give you a call. Perfect. Thank you very much. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number. More of your phone calls coming right up here. We'll get to them in but a moment. Talking about employment rights when a business is sold. So what happens? you got an employee. Uh, it's it, The business is being sold. They thought, oh, this is a good time maybe to jump ship. They don't want to take a job with a new company. Are they entitled to anything? Can they do it? So great question, John. If you're offered a job by the new company, by the buyer, and you don't take it, you do get severance. Now, how much severance and, and whether you get your full severance depends on why you didn't take the job. If you decided not to take the job with the buyer because the job was different, maybe it was less pay or they had to relocate you or a lesser role, you had a good reason not to accept it, then yes, you get your full severance even though you decided not to accept the job. What happens if there's not a good reason? Maybe you said, you know what, hey, listen, I'm just going to go now and uh, do a different something different, go back to school, go for another company. I don't have a good reason other than I don't want to then because there isn't a good reason, you still get severance, but you get less. You get your minimum entitlements under the Employment Standards Act, not your full entitlements. So either way, if you walk away from a job offer from the buyer, you get severance. The reason 
as to why you walked away would impact how much severance you get. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and 1-855-225. Talk that number, by the way, is toll free here tonight. Give us a call. Andre, good evening. Hello. Hey, Andre. Oh, hi. Uh, great show. Uh, great knowledge. Uh, uh, unbelievable. Sure. Oh, uh, thanks, I man. A, I have a couple of questions for you. Uh, sure. I work for a construction company, uh, and this company is going through hard times, and they're about to do a mass um, temporary layoff of the employees. Now, the question I have, uh, I know about the 13 weeks, if somebody has no benefit, uh, before it gets considered termination, uh, you have to, you, 13 weeks have to go by, or if somebody has benefit, uh, then 20 weeks must go by, must, uh, go by until it is considered termination. Number one question is, am I correct to assume so? And number two, this company being the, uh, in the construction business, are they allowed to temporarily lay off, although there's no clause in the employee's contracts, that a provision that says that you know you're you're you might be temporarily laid off. Laid sure. off sorry. Now I, I take it, Andre, that we're talking about non-union employees. Is that right? Mm. Well, there are some union employees, but those ones, I believe, they have. A, I don't know if there is an agreement that when you don't need the employees. Yeah. Some unionized employees and some unionized employees. Now the unionized so, employees, I don't think there is an issue there. No, there isn't, because there's different rules that apply, and it's all in the collective agreement. So, but let exactly. me answer your question as it relates to the non-union employees. Now, yeah. the only way the company is allowed to lay them off is either it's in the employment agreement, and you said it's not, or if they've done it before and the employees let them do it. So if this is something that's happened before uh, with yeah. these particular employees, then arguably they can do it again. But if they have not done it before, the layoff itself can be treated as a termination immediately on day one. Gotcha. You don't have to wait 13 weeks or any other period of time. Has this gotcha. happened before? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure uh, because I'm, I'm new there. Uh, you know, this is more for my knowledge because, uh, you know, I want to inform uh, my boss. Well, but, but Andrew, here's the thing. I mean, obviously it hasn't happened to you, right? Because, because you no, would no, know no, if no. it has. No, uh, no. So, so for you, they're not allowed to do it. Because, uh, you know, gotcha. if, if they did it to another employee, then they may be able to do it again to that employee. But to yeah, those employees yeah. that have not been laid off before, they yeah. can't. So for you yeah. specifically, if, if yeah. they want to lay you off temporarily, you have a choice. You can accept the layoff and sit at home and wait. Hopefully they call you back. Or yeah. you can treat that as a termination immediately and get yeah. your severance. And the Got same it. thing for your colleagues. So uh, because of that, employers should know that a temporary layoff in most cases is, in fact, a termination. Mm -hmm. It's not something that the yeah. company is allowed to do. Yeah. And uh, what about the uh, – let's say that they, these employees have been temporarily laid, laid off before. Now, can you uh, explain the 13 weeks and the 20 weeks, how it works? So it, it, it's not 13 and 20. It's 13 and 35. Uh, so uh, – if they've been laid off before, then if an employee can be laid off for up to 13 weeks uh, if uh, they don't have benefits uh, or up to 35 weeks if the company continues their benefit coverage before the termination, before the layoff becomes a termination. Oh, you're right. Yes. Okay, yes, but that's correct, only, correct. only if uh, they've been laid off before. If they haven't, gotcha. then on day one, it becomes a termination. Okay, and if they haven't done it before, and they and the employer decides to continue the benefit, 
and the employee accepts that, then obviously they're allowed to do it. They're allowed to do it, and then they could do it again because the comp- yeah. because he, the employee allowed them to do it the first time. You're right, Andre. Yes. Okay. All right. Great. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Andre. Have a good evening, sir. And we'll move on to uh, John. Hey, John. Good evening. Hey, John. Hello. Hey, hey, pal. How are you? Good. What's going on? Uh, I was uh, terminated from my job on October 30th of last year. Yep. And without warning. And I was accused of uh, destroying property, which I had no knowledge of. So I'm wondering what kind of recourse I might have there. Now, John, were you paid or offered any severance? No, no severance. I I worked there six and a half years. Okay, and were you part of a union? No. Okay. So this is kind of like what I was talking about right at the beginning of the show, that obviously you have a right to know what's happened. You have a right to make sure that the company investigates uh, what you've done. So it's very simple. If you haven't done what they've accused you of doing, then of course you're owed severance. This would be a wrongful dismissal. Obviously, destruction of property is serious. If you did it, depending on you know what property is, you know if it's a, a destroying a pencil could be destruction of a property, so that that wouldn't be caused. But if it's something significant and you did it, that could be caused. But if it's not significant or if you didn't do it, this would be a wrongful dismissal. And you've been there for six and a half years. How old are you, John? Uh, Sixty-one. Okay. And what kind of a job? What were you doing? Uh, logistics manager. Oh well, someone in your situation, nine, ten months pay is what you'd be owed. Okay, so uh, it's it's significant. So because because you're telling me that you don't know what they're talking about, uh, give me a call. Let's let's deal with this. You know, if you're owed nine, ten months pay, that's a lot of money, no matter what your salary is, uh, and, and we can deal with that. The good thing is because this happened in October, you still have plenty of time to deal with it. You're not up against a limitation period yet. So let's you and I connect off air. I'm in the office every day this week, uh, and and let's uh, work on getting this resolved. Okay. So, Thanks, pal. John, uh, your number uh, to get a hold of Lior, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Write that down. Call him, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. It is help at employmenthour.com. Moving on to uh, to Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hey, good evening. How are you? Good, pal. What's, uh, what's going on with you? Um, as an employer, what are my rights in terms of changing an employee's hours? So, hmm. for example, if I have an employee that works from Monday to Thursday, and I want to change that from to Tuesday to Friday. Is that within my right to do? Well, it's a great question, Jerry. And the short answer is no, not not really, because it's a significant change. What I mean by that, if, if an employee doesn't want to or is not able to do it, and, and you still insist on doing it, they may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. You've changed the terms of employment. You know, it's one thing if you're saying instead of 9 to 5, it's going to be 8.30 to 4.30. That may not be a significant change. But changing the days of work is a big deal. The best way to deal with that, the way to give yourself the power to make these changes is to have an employment agreement with these individuals that says, I have the right to change your hours or days of work. If you have that, then guess what? You can do it. You can do it with no problem, and you'll never have to worry about a constructive dismissal. But if you don't have that, uh, unless, of course, there's a history of you doing that with these particular employees, but if that hasn't happened, the risk that you're running is that they'll treat that as a constructive dismissal. So the best advice I'll give you is uh, you want to talk to them and, and see if you can work out a schedule that they can live with uh, rather than you imposing it and then they quit and take legal action against you. 
Right. Okay. Okay, that's uh, that's pretty good. Thank you so much for your information. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate your call. Any uh, further information or questions, one 821 5900 Lots of time here to call the uh, the station. Talk to Lior tonight, just like we're doing, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or one eight five. pardon me, one 855 talk would be the number toll-free. Hey, Sue, good evening. Hi, good evening. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. What's, uh, what's your concern? Well, I understand that there is a limitation that changes with severance, if the payroll is greater than two point five million, as opposed to lower than two point five million. So I, I love this question because uh, it, it's such an important one, and it's one there's a big misconception. So let me let me uh, explain this and clarify this. That limitation, that two and a half million payroll, only is with respect to a person's minimum entitlements. So the company or your person's uh, minimum entitlements may depend on the size of the company's payroll. But the person's full severance entitlements, for full termination entitlements, have nothing to do with the size of the company's payroll. They're the same whether you work for a company with one employees or a million employees. They're exactly the same. So if you lost your job uh, and, and you work for a big company or a small company, your entitlements are not based on that. They're based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. The only time, the only time you care about minimum entitlements is if you sign an employment agreement that limits you to those minimums. Otherwise, you and every employee are owed much more. So, so many people believe, oh, well, I, I work for a small company, I guess I don't get severance mm-hmm. because there's a payroll of less than $2.5 million. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You absolutely get severance. You get the same severance as if you work for a much bigger company. So, I, 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 I hope that clarifies it, uh, Sue. It does. Thank you. Thank you for that call, Sue. We'll get to, uh, is it Wallace? Yeah, listen, I, I'm that corrupt cop that sold those drugs and on that drug raid, and I'm just wondering, I'm on suspension now. If I get fired, would I still be able to get some sort of severance? Well, I, I guess it ultimately depends on what, what, what you did and, and whether what you did is, is bad enough to be cause. Uh, the, 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 drug, the drug raid that we just did at, the, at that place, we, we ate some of the drugs, and we got pretty stoned. I'm just wondering now. I'm on suspension. Can I? Can I? Um, can I get paid if they fire me still? Well, only if you share. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, we need to, to get some more information there. Yeah, you think so? That'd be good. What, what exactly did you eat? Were they brownie form? Uh, yeah. Paul, how are you, pal? Good evening. I, I'm well. I'm well. Thank you. <laughs> good. What's going on? Well, I, I I suspect my company may downsize in the near future. And I've been there for, for six years, and I'm just curious what I should do to protect myself, how I can maximize whatever my benefit or what I receive. What, what's the best step if, I, if I'm concerned about a future potential uh, uh, downsizing? Are you talking, Paul, in terms of how do I protect myself so that I'm not part of that downsizing or protect well, yourself in terms of getting the most that you're owed? To, to get the most that I'm owed in, in a sense of if it happens, you know, uh, what should I do? Because who knows? It, it could be a, a coin flip who, who, who it is. Sure. I, I understood. So, so the reality is that your entitlements are calculated as of that moment. So if and when the company decides to let you go, as of that moment, whether it's tomorrow or a year from now or 10 years from now, as of that moment, your entitlements are being calculated uh, and, and assessed. So there's not much that you can do to, to protect that. They're going to be what they're going to be. Now, what I can tell you is you may want to uh, inform yourself right now 
as to what that could be. So in case you're let go, you're not surprised. So sure. one of the things you may want to get a, your hands on is a copy of any employment agreement that you signed to make okay. sure that there's nothing in that employment agreement that limits your entitlements. You don't want to find out the day they let you go, oh, wait a second, I, back when I started, I signed something that limits my entitlement. So, so number one, get your hands on that. Uh, and, and by all means, you can send it to me, you can fax it, email it to me if you want, and I can review it and tell you whether there's something in that document that limits your entitlements. If there isn't, okay. you can go to severancepaycalculator.com and you find out how much you're owed. You, you answer three questions, your age, position, and length of employment. And, and you know, until once you have that information, there's really nothing that you can do other than do your job the best you can, like you always have, I'm sure. And if they do, despite, despite this, want to let you go, no matter what happens, no matter what they offer or what they say, do not, under any circumstances, sign off on that severance offer. Call me. Let me take a look at that document because over 90% of, pe of people, over 90% are offered a lot less than what they're owed. So don't let that happen to you, Paul. Wonderful. I appreciate your advice and I hope you have a pleasant day. Thank you. Paul, appreciate that call. Again, Lior's number 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. You mentioned the severance pay calculator. Now, this is literally being – we might this year eclipse about half a million users using this uh, this tool, right? We, we will, in fact. Uh, this month alone, John, uh, over 20,000 people <laughs> have used it in, in one month, and we're not even done the month. This is January. Uh, and, and since we've created over 400,000 people have used it. So this is pretty cool, and I'm, I'm very proud of it, uh, John. It's a tool that I created to give people access to information, to allow people to find out on their own, in the privacy of their own home, uh, at the time that suits them, how much severance they are actually owed. So as I mentioned to this gentleman, all you do is you go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, that address is severancepaycalculator.com. And you answer three simple questions. You just pick it from a drop-down menu, what your age is, what position you have, and the length of your employment. That's it. You're done. Nothing else to do. It's going to tell you how many weeks or months severance you're owed. Now, you may not have lost your job, but maybe like our last caller, you're, you're curious because you think it's coming down. There's talks about the company letting people go, downsizing, and you want to know how much you're owed. Severancepaycalculator.com is the place to go to. It's free. It's anonymous. There's no strings attached. And there's an added benefit. If once you've used that, you want to contact me, there's a green button you can press right there, and you can contact me directly from the Severance Calculator. Always happy to talk and answer questions and help you get what you're owed, severancepaycalculator.com. Still got time to call uh, tonight, though, before we uh, wrap things at around 10, uh, 10 2. It's a 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That number is toll-free. We were talking about uh, when a business is sold and your employee writes and uh, talked about uh, just before a string of phone calls there that uh, what your obligations or what you may choose to do upon the business being sold, whether you stay or leave, depending on your reason, will affect how much severance you get, if any. So to be clear, would it, uh, would it ever be considered to be a resignation if an employee chose not to work with a new company? Very important question. So if you chose choose sorry not to work for a company when the business is sold, do you choose not to work for the company that bought the business? It's never a resignation. It's always a termination. So if you uh, are no longer working because the business is sold, even if you're the one that decided not to accept, the law still considers that to be a termination, which means you get severance. Now, the amount of severance may depend on the reason, as I said, the reason why you're not working, the reason you chose not to work. But either way, it's not a resignation. I've seen so many cases, John, 
where an individual uh, decides not to accept a job with the buyer, and the company says, okay, you've resigned, off you go, you don't get anything. Wrong. It is still a termination. When the business is sold, it's automatically a termination, and you get severance either way. Help at employmenthour.com is email address. Dean writes in, says, uh, my wife just returned from maternity leave, and she's pregnant again. She's afraid to tell her boss, so can he do anything to her? Yeah, I, I see this often. Uh, someone goes on a maternity leave, they come back, and either they're pregnant when they come back or they get pregnant shortly thereafter, and they're worried about telling their boss because they, they think their boss is going to get upset. Well, you just came back. You're going to go off again. Well, what I can say is this. You're absolutely allowed to go off on a maternity leave again, even if it's shortly after you came back. And your boss, your, uh, the owner of the company, the HR person, no one can punish you, mistreat you, fire you, penalize you in any way, shape, or form. So the best advice I can say is tell your employer, be truthful and honest, knowing that the law protects you. The law imposes an obligation on the employer not to punish you, to keep your job, doesn't matter if you take one maternity leave or 25 maternity leaves, that's the obligation. And of course, if despite this, your employer is a bit of a cowboy and decides that uh, it's going to break the law, give me a call and I'll make sure that I'll put, I'll put their feet to the fire. Yeah, it's a layman's terms, the don't mess with mama clause is what we that call it, That right? is a layman's term, but it's the best way to put it and the t-shirts are coming. <laughs> that's right. Got uh, John on line. Hey, John, how are you? I'm very well. How about you guys? Good, fellow. What's, uh, what's going on with you? Well, at least you're not out driving the roads here. No, that's coming in about 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Uh, I wanted to ask a question. I was uh, terminated as of last May, and before my termination, I was put on performance notice with uh, quite a few pages of documentation or whatever. And uh, after that, I was basically watching my P's and Q's about everything, and lo and behold... I decided to copy off some uh, phone numbers from work to a personal email. And when that was done, I found out that my boss was actually monitoring the email. And he basically said that I was going to be prosecuted under the law at that point. He then asked me to come in. uh, This happened on a Sunday. He asked me to come in Monday morning and terminated me right on the spot Mm -hmm. for doing that. Do you have any leg to stand on here? Now, John, why were you uh, transferring those uh, numbers to your personal email account? Well, those were people that I had met during my time of employment, and I just wanted their phone numbers to stay in contact. There was no way I was going to be soliciting or had I solicited any of them for any business purposes. So they were, they were I guess, you had a, a bit of a personal relationship with them? Is that the idea? Yeah, I had established a personal relationship over a nine, ten year period with them. But why did then you transfer them to your personal email account? If you had them on your work account, why did you also need them on your personal account? Well, I thought that I was going to be terminated, and then the next thing you know, I'll be handing in all my phone and data and so on and so forth. And I just wanted to retain a copy of that. I understand. So here's the thing. I mean, I, I, I don't know your company's policies, but I'm assuming doing that as a breach of some policy that they have. Uh, and if they, if that is the case, then, yeah, you may have done something wrong, but that's not really the question. The, re- the question is, is that bad enough to be caused? Mm. Now, I think without any evidence you're going to solicit people, without uh, giving you an opportunity to tell you, listen, that's wrong, don't do it again, it's probably not caused. How long have you worked there, John? Uh, nine years. 
Yeah, no, nine years is a long time. And, and so this may well be a wrongful dismissal. It may be one of those uh-huh. cases where the company's a bit overreaching when it comes to alleging cause. Not because you've done everything right, but because it's not bad enough to be cause. So someone in your situation after nine and a half years obviously would build potentially significant severance. So what I want to do, John, is I want to connect with you off air. I'm in the office every single day uh, this week. Give me a call. Uh, I want to find out a bit more about you, about your job, about those phone numbers, how many, etc. And then if yeah. we still feel, as I do now, that there's no cause, that this is a wrongful dismissal, I can help you get what you're owed. Yes, I think what added up to this as well was I got a few injuries prior to that, and I was off for a length of time, and I had a few WSIB claims, and I don't think they viewed that as a positive either. Well, that's that's interesting because if really that's the reason why they let you go, it could be a human rights violation. Mm-hmm. A lot to talk about, John, so definitely, yeah. definitely connect with me off air. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. we got about a minute here. Uh, Max, you want to throw it at us quick? What's your concern? Yeah, I got kind of a two-part. I'll make it short. Uh, to tax purposes, I worked for a company for about a year or so, hired on full-time. Uh, similar to the last caller, had some injuries and claims and things like that and absences mm-hmm. uh, due to those. And they sent in my tax information and then sent it in again saying I made more money than I actually did, according to them. And now the government's come back on me saying that I owe now I now owe uh, $2,000 right. and more. And that was done by two companies, uh, that company that was full-time and an agency that I worked with as well. So, Max, what you have to do is you have to straighten that out with, with an accountant. I mean, obviously, if, if they filed wrong paperwork, uh, that needs to be fixed so that you don't pay more taxes that you owe. That's not so much an employment matter as it is a tax matter. I would speak immediately to a good uh, tax accountant, and, and, and they could tell you what documents you need to provide the CRA to show what you've actually earned so that you don't overpay your taxes. Done for another week, my friend, or at least another night. We're back in here Wednesday at 7 o'clock, 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior. Help at employmenthour.com and, of course, severancepaycalculator.com as well. You want to find out what you're really owed. We will reconvene Wednesday night at 7 o'clock once again. Back to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.